Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Hello! Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I'm Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. I'm back after a week of hiatus, uh, which I did so I could go watch a very silly anime film about people taking a children's card game entirely too seriously. I would have done a blog post or pre-recorded, but I was also very, very sick last week, so... Sorry about that, but I'm back now, so it's all good. And this week I am going to talk about reboots and remakes. So Sega's got a very long history, so not very surprising that some games have had the reboot treatment over the years. Some of which are pretty surprising. Um, others, okay, you can see that one coming. But some was like, what? Okay, they rebooted that, so okay, fair enough. Now, I'm old enough that I actually remember playing the original Castle of Illusion game on the Mega Drive back in 1990 when it was first released. It was actually one of the first games I ever owned on the Mega Drive. So I was fairly pleased when the remake was announced as coming out on the platform that I already owned. Happened to be a PS3 in my case. Now the game is pretty much an entirely total remake. Uh, the basic concepts and gameplay, platforming gameplay are the same, but level layout, puzzles, enemies are all different and the game is in what they refer to as 2.5D which means for the most part it's in 2D but there are some sections which are you can kind of go into the background as it were uh, which you can do for certain puzzles within the game of course it being HD and uh, on the PS3 it looks really pretty and finding all the collectibles that you need to unlock the alternative outfits and it's like um, playing cards that you have to, um, uh, have to find to unlock the alternative outfits Loads of fun and gives it some replayability, which is a bit of a problem with some platform games. Uh, the controls are a little bit oversensitive. Uh, some people complaining about input lag as well, which is a bit of an issue if you do have a HDTV. Uh, even worse for me, because when I first got it, I had a rear projection TV, so the, and the lag on rear projection TVs is appalling. So I did have a bit of a problem with that. It's a lot better since I got my um, plasma screen TV. Anyway, uh, so since I've talked about Castle Illusion, let's have some of the music from it, because it does have some pretty nice music. So from the original Castle Illusion game, uh, we're going to have Steamboat from the original Mega Drive version, and then we'll move on to something from the remake. So I will see you after the break, and this is Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, Steamboat. Thank you. 
And we are back. And that was Toyland from the Castle of Illusion remake. Um, prior to that, well, I think I thought it was uh, from Castle of Illusion. It says Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse on my music files. Uh, but um, Mr. Wonderman thinks it's actually from Mickey Mania. He could be right. Uh, it's hard to say, but it's what it's listed as on my music files. Um, and it has been a while since I've played the original game, so could well be right. I don't know. But it still sounds good. Uh, anyway. Some games seem to be destined to be remade and re-released pretty much endlessly. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, for instance, has been released on all of the platforms. There are several other examples that I can think of offhand. That does seem to have become the fate of the game Luna the Silver Star. It was the first game in the Luna series uh, and was first released on the Mega CD in 1992, where it became the number one selling Mega CD title in Japan and the second highest Mega CD title of all time. Uh, it got no less than three re-releases that I'm aware of. I think, actually, there might be four. Uh, we've got Luna the Silver Star Story on the Saturn, uh, which I think is a straight port, but I'm not sure. Uh, also got ported to PlayStation as Silver Star Story Complete. Uh, there's a Game Boy Advance version, uh, which was released as Luna Legend. Luna Silver Star Harmony came out on the PSP, and there's even an iOS port called Luna Silver Star Story Touch. Did I say that correctly? I hope so. That's an awful lot of versions of, uh, of the same game. There are some fans, however, who say that they really wish that they could actually get a proper new game in the series uh, to carry on the story instead of having endless numbers of remakes. Uh, which is fair enough. But uh, uh, Luna the Silver Star is, is actually one of the most best regarded JRPGs ever. Uh, and as I say, actually was the second highest selling Mega CD title ever. Uh, also has some great music, so I'm going to play uh, that song for you now. I'm going to play um, a OC Remix track, uh, if I can find it. Thanks to Radio, Radio DJ for working properly. Uh, Luna the Silver Star Blue Lament by DJ Pretzel. And after that, I'm going. There's going to be uh, Wings to uh, the 2009 version uh, by Jenny Mag Magalanes. I think that's how you pronounce it. So I hope you enjoy those, and I will see you again after the break.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Wings 2009 version by Jenny Magalenes 
uh, from Luna the Silver Star, and prior to that it was DJ Pretzel and Luna the Silver Star Blue Lament from our friends over at OC Remix. So I hope you enjoyed those. I think Wings is a great track. There's another one which is called um, something Nocturne. I forgot what else it was. The Winds Nocturne, and that's a, that's another great track as well. Really pretty. Anyway, uh, I am of the opinion that everybody who owns a Dreamcast should have a copy of Choo Choo Rocket. This isn't exactly difficult, uh, not only because it's a great little puzzle game, and I can test from personal experience that it is incredible fun at parties. Now seriously, have a couple of drinks and uh, play four-player Choo Choo Rocket is is hilarious. Hopefully, it's dead easy to get hold of, uh, not only because copies were given away free to Dream Arena subscribers in Europe, but also because not only is there a Game Boy Advance version, but there's also an iOS version. Uh, there is a, an unofficial Android clone kicking around whose name I've temporarily forgotten. It'll probably come back to me later. Uh, so yeah, you can get hold of it all of those ways. Amusingly, however, for retro game fans, and I'm talking serious retro here, there's actually an unofficial Atari ST port, of all things, which was released as freeware by a company called Reservoir Gods in 2001. It features single-player and up to four-player multiplayer, and two versus two modes. The music was totally rewritten for the Atari SID chip, and this version actually won the My Atari Game of the Year award in 2002. The mind boggles. Demo scene and homebrewers blow my mind because they do some incredible things. How they managed to get a game like Shoot You Rocket on a goddamn Atari ST blows my brain. I'd really love to get a hold of those uh, Sidship versions of music though. Oh wait! Kahina Radio comes to the rescue yet again. So I actually do have uh, a few tracks from the Atari ST version and I am going to torture you by playing them because that is just the way I am and this is my show, mwahahaha. I'll play some regular Choo Choo Rocky music from the original version after that but I think you should hear this because it is pretty cool uh, how they've managed, what they've managed to do with the music for that. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, let me know what you think over Discord or Twitter or whatever you like. Um, I will talk to you again after the break. Enjoy.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. And that was Choo Choo Rocket title screen, and prior to that, it was Choo Choo Rocket intro from the Atari ST port. Uh, how awesome was that Atari ST music? I don't care what anyone says, an absolutely brilliant uh, piece. So cool. Anyway, uh, sometimes, on occasion, you look at a reboot of a beloved game series. And unlike the Atari ST version of Chuchu Rocket, you just go, why? What were you thinking when you decided that rebooting it this way was a good idea? Fans of Bomberman reacted that way to Bomberman Act Zero. And fans of Golden Axe reacted that way when Golden Axe Beast Rider lumbered onto the Xbox 360 and PS3 in 2008. It was the first of the Golden Axe games to get a mature rating due to lots of violence, gore and nudity. Sadly, this seems to be pretty much all the game actually had going for it since the game was, by all accounts, awful. With terrible controls and muddy graphics seems the Golden Axe didn't do very well with the jump from, two, from 2D to 3D. But then the game seemed to be trying to sell itself purely on the strength of blood and boobies, which probably didn't do it very many favours. I hate to break it to you, whoever the p people who programmed it before, but not everybody who plays games is a 14-year-old child. Just... Don't. Ugh. 
Why? Why? Why you do this? Uh, Mr. Wonderman says he thought the Golden Axe Beast Rider was set in the same universe. It's sort of. Um, it, it has one of the same characters, the the uh, the lady from the first game, but a lot of it, the lot of the rest of it has been thrown out. Not the Golden Axe had a very deep story to start with, but its relationship to the original game is nebulous at best. And it was terrible, so no one cares. However, one thing that Golden Axe does have, which makes it really, really cool, is brilliant music. So um, I'm going to play a couple of uh, Golden Axe um, remixes. I'm going to play Dax uh, Golden Axe Wilderness remix. And after that, I'm going to play a composition by Jose Acosta. So I hope you enjoy those. And we will speak again after the break.
the best Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. Golden Axe 2002 OC Remix from Jose Acosta and prior to that we had Golden Axe Wilderness Remastered from Dax. So I hope you enjoyed those. Uh, there's lots of discussion on the uh, Discord chat about um, various remakes of games and the uh, talking about um, Crash Bandicoot at the moment on the Discord chat. Even though this is Sega and it's not Sega. But I'm as guilty as that as anyone, so hey-ho. You know, sometimes a reboot game can be completely brilliant, uh, but still not successful for whatever reason. That does seem to have been the case with Sega Rally Revo. 
Is it Saikarelli Revo or Revo? I'm I'm not sure, and the there's not exactly a pronunciation guide in Wolfie, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, answers on a postcard. Um. Anyway, Segarelli, Revo or Revo? Uh, well, I'm going to say Revo, because Rev Carls makes more sense in my head. Uh, it was released in 2007 and developed by Sega Racing Studio, which was a British developer set up exclusively to produce Sega racing games, as you would guess from the name. Which is a genre that uh, Sega has traditionally done very well with. Uh, Mr. Wonderman's saying it's Revo as in Revolution. Okay, fair enough. Um, Revo then. Uh, but yeah, uh, racing games are a genre that Sega has been associated with for an awfully long time. Um, Revo was developed at the same time as Sega Rally 3 arcade game, and released in late 2007 on Xbox 360, PS3 and PC, as well as getting a slightly cut down PSP port. Sadly though, despite mostly positive reviews, uh, from critics, the game just didn't sell all that well. Despite the fact that there were some features in it which were pretty new, um, like the fact that the things like the mud uh, would have tracks cut in it when you went through it, um, which hadn't been done very much. I think Motorstorm was doing it a little bit, but it was uh, a fairly new piece of tech and looked very cool. But the lack of sales could be something to do with the fact that it was competing with, are you ready for this? The likes of Test Drive Unlimited, Need for Speed Pro Street and Carbon, Forza 2, Motorstorm, Project Gotham Racing and Burnout Paradise. So in that kind of saturated market of mostly really good racing games, it was pretty hard for Sega Rally to get a look in. And sadly, because of the disappointing sales of Revo, it led to the closure of Sega Racing Studio. Although some of the stuff were picked up by Codemasters. Not all of them, but some. So, it's not all bad, but it's quite sad. Um, so, uh... Yeah, uh, Mr. One of my saying, was Sega crazy competing against all of those games? Probably. Uh, I don't think they picked their release window with the greatest of care, let's put it that way. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was re apparently released like two weeks just before Burnout Paradise. Uh, that wasn't smart. Anyway, uh, one thing we can say about Sega Rally is it tends to have some great music. So, at Twinny's request, from Sega Rally Revo, it's the Menu 1 theme, and um, we're going to have some more Sega Rally music after that as well. So stay tuned for that, and I'll see you after the break.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7. And we are back. 
and that was Go Go Sega Rally from the Sega Rocks album and prior to that it was Menu Ron from Sega Rally Revo and both of those requests were courtesy of Twinny. Um, chat was discussing what the, their favourite racing game was and I said I'll be honest if I'm playing a racing game it's probably Gran Turismo, uh, Burnout or Wipeout uh, or All Stars Racing because All Stars Racing is great. And then Mr. Wonderman uh, said the greatest uh, racing franchise ever is returning to consoles, Micro Machines. Micro Machines is fantastic and I really love um, the uh, the J-Cart versions with the extra ports on the on the, uh, the cartridges. I've got um, Turbo Tournament on uh, the Mega Drive. It's absolutely brilliant. And uh, I, I think it's great that Micro Machines is coming back, but it won't be the same without it having the J-Cart with the extra port. I know it's not necessary anymore, but it still feels funny. Uh, I, I've mentioned Pole Position the cartoon. Oh my god, I love that show! Had a great uh, theme tune as well. I've still got, a, I've got like really poor quality MP3s of the theme tune kicking around somewhere. Absolutely brilliant, uh, brilliant show. Probably doesn't stand up very well anymore, but that's nostalgia for you. Speaking of nostalgia, haha, a thing that I can use to seek into the next segment. Uh, the Wonder Boy series first made its appearance in arcades in 1986, later making its way to the Master System and spawning various sequels. It's pretty popular and beloved, uh, enough that the first game got an updated re-release on Steam in 2016. There's also a version of Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap being developed by a company called Lizard Cube, which is a great name, Lizard Cube. The game will use hand-drawn graphics, although keeping the core gameplay from the original game. Uh, the developers had said though that they may introduce some small new elements along the way just to keep it fresh. There's also going to be a brand new soundtrack, though once again Lizard Cube are hoping to keep the spirit of the original game. And indeed, I've even got the cooperation of the original series creator, Ryuchi Nishizawa. I hope I pronounced that properly. You can find more info on this at the website www.thedragonstrap.com, where you can find the development blog, screenshots, videos, and various other interesting bits and pieces. Now, so I don't reignite another war in the chat, I'm going to play some music from uh, Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap. And I've got one FM and one PSG track. So, no walls about which one is better, please. Just to please you all, there's going to be one of each. So, here we go. Uh, the Dragon's Trap, the title theme, if you like, uh, from Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap. And after that, it will be Wonder Boy, it's the Fisher Box. Uh, I'm sure you can figure out for yourselves which version is the F uh, FM and which version is the PSG. And if you're not sure, feel free to ask. So yeah, I uh, hope you enjoy those and I'll see you after the break.
we are back. And that was It's a Treasure Box, PSG version, and prior to that it was the Dragon's Trap FM version. Uh, so there you go, a PSG song and an FM song. Are you happy now? Apparently not though, because the chat is still arguing about which one is best. I maintain it's FM, by the way, just to let you know. Anyway, uh, we're nearly done for today. Um, so one last thing before I have to disappear. I don't usually talk about rumours on this show. Uh, it's usually facts and history. But this one's pretty interesting and related to today's topic. Sega of Europe has registered several domains for Shenmue, including ShenmueRemastered.com and ShenmueHD.com. A lot of you will already know about this through various Sega news sites. And please remember that this doesn't mean that a remaster is necessarily on its way. This could just be Sega grabbing the domain so nobody else can. Or maybe they're going to use it for a another project. Or a history of Shenmue. Or it could be that Sega Europe is just trolling us, as it has been known to do before. But at least stories of a Shenmue HD remake have a little more to back it up than the rumours swirling around about a Yakuza 2, 3, 4 and 5 remaster, which I have seen kicking around despite the fact that as far as I can tell there is absolutely zero to support it. Other than the fact that Yakuza 0 has just been released. I know a lot of fans are completely slathering over the, over the idea, but there's very little to actually back this up. Tag alone, I think, has the answers here. But, uh, uh, Mr. Wonderman saying Yakuza 1 and 2 have been remastered on Wii U. Yes, they have, um, but these are talking about a full HD remaster. And uh, some people are pointing out that uh, Sega of Europe own the domains for things like Sonic Adventure 5 and Sonic 8 and uh, other such nonsense. So it's possible that they're just being trolls, because that seems to be what they do. <laughs> so take it for what it is, take it with a pinch of salt, it could be nothing. However, uh, that's all that I'm going to do for tonight, I think. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed tonight's show. And I'm sorry that I wasn't around last week, but I was sick and I was at a late night cinema showing. Um, so I will be back next week however. Uh, not sure what I'm going to talk about yet. If you've got any suggestions for something that you'd like for me to cover, please let me know. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter as uh, at, at, Skyblaze, uh, at Blazing Skies rather on Twitter. Uh, you can contact me over Discord or um, through the Facebook uh, Radio Sega page. I'm quite happy to answer any questions that you've got, and if you do have any suggestions, that'd be great. Uh, I will be happy to listen. Uh, other than that, thank you so much for listening, uh, everyone who's on, and thank you to everybody in the Discord chat. Uh, thanks to people on Twitter and people on Facebook, and I will see you all next week. I hope you have a good night. 
I hope you've enjoyed the show. And I'm going to leave you with a track from Shenmue. Uh, forklift racing, because why not? So, thank you everybody again. Uh, this is fork, uh, Forklift Racing from Shenmue. And I will see you all next week. This is Skyblaze, and this is The Hidden Palace, signing off. The best Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favourites. This is RadioSega.net. I see.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.